Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week four, day three of our study of Esther. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're talking about Esther 4, 6 through 8. Welcome back to the 10-Week Bible Study. Again, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs. And before we get started, I want to encourage you to consider leading a small group using the 10-Week Bible Study. We've come up with some great books and resources to help make that happen. Head over to 10weekbible.com to see everything that we have available. With that, let's go and pray before we start today. Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears to hear what your word has to say to us. God, speak to us today through your word. We want to encounter you, the living God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With that, let's jump into God's word to be reading today from the NIV. This is Esther 4, starting in verse 6. So Hathak went out to Mount Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. This is no small thing here. Haman offered to the king, I'm willing to pay out of, out of my own pocketbooks to annihilate the Jews. He goes to the king and says, hey, you don't even have to pay for this. I'll do it. I'll, I'll spend my own money to kill all of the Jews off. Just let me kill them. And, and it won't cost you a thing, king. And the king says, no, 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 Haman, here, here's my signet ring. You, you, you use the, the government coffers to do whatever you feel is, is necessary. But Haman came with that offer. That's how much he hates the Jews. That's why I think this goes much more. I mean, some commentators and people said, well, it was, it was because of his injured pride because of Mordecai not bowing. Maybe, maybe that's true, but I can't imagine. I mean, human nature is bad as it is with the examples of really terrible human beings we've had throughout history. It's still hard for me to imagine that one man's transgression against Haman, just Mordecai not bowing, and then finding out that he's a Jew, it's really difficult for me to imagine that Haman would say, okay, because you, one guy, didn't bow, I'm going to wipe out your entire race of people. The book of Esther makes such a big deal about the fact that Haman is a descendant of, of the Amalekites, and then Mordecai is a descendant of, of you know, Kish, the Benjamites, the, you know, the father of Saul, that there was this annihilation proclaimed against Haman's ancestors, and now he's planning to annihilate the Jews. I don't think that that is a, a detail that we should overlook in this book. I think there's a, a, a generational hatred of the Jews built into Haman. And he sees Mordecai, he sees this, this whole thing as his opportunity to completely wipe them out. It's, it's very similar to what's going on now, right? After Israel fell in 70 AD, and then there was the, the Bar Kokhba revolt in 150 AD that, that at that point pretty much removed almost all of the Jews from the Holy Land. Not 100%, but almost 100%. Rome sent them out and they dispersed all over the world. Some of them came back eventually, but for most of the last 2000 years or for 1700 years, let's say 1600 years, let's, let's say that for 1600 years, there were very few Jews living in Israel. The Arabs, 
they became known as Palestinians. Rome changed the name after 70 AD of, of the land of Israel from Judah or Judea to Palestine, specifically because Palestine was the, the, the Romanized version of Philistia, the Philistines, their, their arch nemesis, their rivals. They did that despite the Jews. So people there are called Palestinians now because Rome renamed that province to Palestine specifically despite the Jews. And so these, these Arab and, and Persian descendants, all of these Middle Easterners have occupied that land for 1600 years, basically. And the Jews start coming back and they don't like that. They don't like the fact that they're starting to come back and you know, yes. Okay. So you claim to have had, you know, this land promised to you thousands of years ago, but we've been here for 1600 years. We don't care about your promises anymore. In fact, the Muslims have rewritten the promises and said that actually the promises were made to them, made to, you know, their ancestors and not the Jews. And so there's that religious conflict, but basically there's 1600 years of this is our land. Now you can't have it. And for, a while, for maybe 70, 60, 70 years, there weren't enough Jews and Arabs in you know, what we call Israel today or Palestine to really cause any problems. But it was when the Jews started flooding in and they actually started taking over the land. Now, they, were, they weren't just taking it. They were buying it from the Palestinians. They were actually giving them money and exchanging the land and, and doing real estate transactions. No one took the land early on, um, but enough of them started moving where the conflict started to grow. And once the conflict started, it hasn't stopped. And so there's generational hatred going on between the Palestinians, the Arabs, and the Jews in Israel to this day. And I think it's very similar to this, although this was probably even greater because there was a, an annihilation proclaimed over these people. And now it's going both ways, right? The, the, the Amalekites were supposed to be annihilated. Saul didn't do it. Saul disobeyed the Lord. It didn't happen. And now the Jews are having annihilation proclaimed over them. This is a huge, huge moment in Israel's history. Verse 8. He also gave him a copy of the text of the Edict of Their Annihilation, which had been published in Susa, to show Esther and explain it to her. And he told him to instruct her to go into the king's presence, to beg for mercy, and plead with him for the people. So Mordecai has a copy of this edict that Haman had made, and he gives it to Hathak, the, the eunuch, in charge of, of Esther and says, show this to Esther, read this to her, let her see this so that she knows exactly what's been proclaimed. So she knows why I'm in sackcloth and ashes. And she needs to go in and plead with the king to beg him for mercy because we're all going to be killed, including her. So he's saying, this is a huge deal, Esther. I'm not taking the sackcloth and ashes off. You need to, Esther's saying, Mordecai, don't do this. Whatever it is, it's not that big a deal. And Mordecai is sending this message back to Esther. No, it, it is the biggest deal. Like there's no bigger deal, Esther. This is huge. This is the, the biggest thing that's going to happen in your lifetime, Esther. And you've already been through some stuff. Where you are already, it's not great, but this is actually a bigger, worse deal than what you've been through. You have a position to go ask the king for mercy, Esther. You need to do it. 
You need to tell him about what's going on and you need to beg him for mercy. Mordecai saying, Esther, I told you not to tell anybody who you are, that you're a Jew. I take it back. Now it's time. Now you're queen. You're there. You need to go ask him for mercy. Go tell him you're a Jew and that your people are destined for annihilation, including you. And that the king needs to do something about this. All right, that's that's the setup that we're walking into our next passage with. And our next passage is going to have the most famous passage, the most famous phrase in all of Esther, one of the most famous phrases in all of the Bible. People love to quote this, for such a time as this. This is the setup for that. I can't wait to jump into that. For now, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, for the 10-week Bible study. I can't wait to see you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-Week Bible Study Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.